0: Welcome back to So Organised Style Podcast. I'm Maria theoharis or Velosos, and today it's Socialist Tuesday on the Daily Series. So Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout-out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to osso.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Welcome back to Socialist Tuesday on the Daily Series for Sew Organised Style Podcast. Let's welcome back Anne, the lead copy editor for The Socialist.
1: And her handle is Annie Beannitz. Hi, Anne. Hi, it's great to be here. So I thought I'd like to give an acknowledgement that I live and work on the territory of the Anishinaabe, the neutral, and the Haudenosaunee, right on the area known as the Haldeman Tract, which was ceded by treaty to the Six Nations. It's an area that's 10 kilometers on either side of the Grand River in southern Ontario, and it was ceded to them and That treaty has never formally been taken back, and yet here we are all settled on it and ignoring the fact that it exists. That is where I am. It's lovely to, like I say, I love that you also recognize where you are, and I think that's a really important place to start.
0: It is acknowledging where you live, who lived here, and making sure that we provide
1: the respect for where we live and who they are. Absolutely. I'm so excited that you're bringing on our different authors and things because, you know, we try and let everybody's voice shine through in their writing, Yes, but you still don't hear their different accents. <laughs> Actually, it sometimes surprises me when I hear Chloe's voice on the podcast and in my head, she talks with a Canadian accent for some reason. <laughs> That's the listening experience, right? <laughs> exactly. So it's yep. it's great to hear people's vocal voices. Yeah. And you always
0: hear the energy and the passion behind their
1: story. Yes.
0: It's very captivating and it's inspiring. And that's why I love to bring them onto the podcast.
1: Yep. And that's why we love to have them too, writing the stories, writing their posts. So, Because the blog would be so much more boring if I wrote it. Let me tell you. Oh, come on. (laughs) I have sewn one shirt and... A whole lot of masks and a whole lot of scrub caps this year. but Oh, and a a pair of curtains. But that's the sum total of my sewing in the past 12 months. So it would be a very boring sewing (laughs) blog. I made another mask. (laughs) That's 2020 for you. Isn't it, Jess? Yeah. But because we have people coming from all over, our post actually about the, the experience of making masks was one of the ones that I am proudest of. That was one that I actually pulled together because I was ranting about it to the team Mm. and got into some conversations with other groups of friends about the sexism, the classism, the racism, and all of the other types of oppression that were inherent in the, especially in the initial call Mm -hmm. for masks when that first started being a thing for masks and for, you know, PPE for the hospitals and so on. Oh my God, we can't even put scrubs on our doctors and our nurses. Mm-hmm. Like we need you to make this all at home. So both in terms of the people who are wearing those things and not being provided them and in terms of the people who were expected to make those things for free. Exactly. There was a lot of different levels of oppression and expectation and mm-hmm. fairness around that. So we pulled together this post and we got a bunch of our different editors from around the world. Some of them had sewn hundreds of masks already Mm. when we published that post. Some of them said, you know what, I can't. Sewing is my escape. I can't Mm. be doing that. You know, I'm already coping with my kids are home. I am trying to work from home. I can't be turning my escape into saving the world. Like, I just can't and there is no wrong perspective on that but getting that breadth of perspective and all of the individual stories was again that was one of my favorite other posts to pull together cuz i didn't see anything like that post anywhere else yeah and
0: it was that post that when i've read it and we're now going through the mask no mask thing here in australia <laughs> yes yeah that it's given me perspective around how i go about it if i go about it
1: Yep, right. I can tell you from my perspective, 130 some odd masks in, Mm -hmm. when I was first making the masks, it was any amount of time that I was spending not making masks was wasted time. And I had to sew as many as I could. And they had to be as good as they could be. Mm -hmm. Because oh my god, lives depend on them. And also there was all this stress about well, I'm not actually that good a sewist. I'm not that experienced. And people's lives are going to depend on the choice of What bit of old sheet I turn into a mask? Like, really? And which pattern I choose? There was so much stress around it. Now I've got my pattern figured out. I've made a number of adjustments to it over time. I know what I like. I know what fits. I know what feels good to me. And I have my process nailed down. And now it's almost meditative to just go in there. One evening I'll go in and cut out a stack of masks, and then another evening I'll go in and sew a pile of them and it's almost meditative so it, the stories in that post or that moment in time mm-hmm. and your relationship to sewing those things changes over time as well yeah. hopefully you can get through the stressful scary part and come out on the other side with some some awesome masks that help you feel safe help the people around you feel safe yeah and let you move on to sewing something that you would rather be sewing too. Yeah.
0: And that was the value of that particular piece. It still resonates now and people can still refer to it. Yeah.
1: And I should mention too, that we had another post, if people want to go back, we have a researcher who is doing a study on the experience of mask making. Yes. Who has a whole survey and then she's conducting follow-up interviews with people. And that is just such a fascinating project. She did another piece of research when Trump was first elected and there was the Women's March and everybody was knitting the pink pussy hat. And I actually know her from the knitting world. She was able to jump on that and realize like this is a moment in history that is where handicrafts are central and this major means of expression and political expression Mm. and everything. And there's all these aspects of gender and identity and so on in it. Somebody's got to be researching this. And she was able to, to make the time and, and research that. And now she's doing the same thing again with the masks mm. and realizing you know, there's so much going on. And she said to me that when the socialists shared her post, the link to her survey, she got more results just from the socialists sharing than she had in the several months prior. So we have power, this community, <laughs> we share this. And it practically went viral. And she's got so much more research from so much more diverse audience, which is a wonderful thing. And it is still open if anybody wants to fill out her survey. So it's Donna. Poor Donna's going to be cursing me (laughs) because, yeah, Donna Bowman. She's going to be cursing me because she's going to be doing interviews (laughs) through, through the end of the next millennium at this rate. But yes, there's another post, yeah. Oh, so that was the 10th of July. Oh, perfect. There you go. So that's another neat post and another neat little thing as you folks in Australia are experiencing this mask-making thing? Because you have a really different perspective because you're doing this after other people. So when I sewed my first mask, there were two or three mask patterns available. Mm -hmm. How many are there now? (laughs) At least a dozen. Easily, there's probably a dozen for each different style of mask. Mm -hmm. And there was no research at all about what was the best filtration. How did you stop glasses from fogging or how did you do any of these things? And now there's so much more knowledge on that. There aren't as many rigorous scientific studies as we might like to see, but our Mm -hmm. editor, Amelia, did put together a great post on scientists' opinions about masks. There is that resource out there for folks. That was earlier in April. I should just say, I am so grateful for the incredible team that we have at The Socialists, and in particular, my little flock of copy editors, because they put so much of themselves and. It really is invisible work. I felt really strongly about pulling together with Sandy that brought me here today yeah. because it is such invisible work, but they do work so hard and there's so much skill and so much passion and so much talent. To my team, I am super grateful to all of you.
0: They're wonderful. And listeners can go to that blog post Yes, and read the story and see the people.
1: There's yes. photos of
0: everybody. Everybody that we had at the yes. time, yes.
1: But we had, like I say, we have two more. So we'll have to do an update in a while, maybe give it another year or so. But uh, yeah. there's always folks coming on board. There's folks having to step back. And if anybody is ever now or in the future ever interested in joining us, we always welcome you.
0: The invitation is always open. Yes. And thanks so much for coming on to Socialist Tuesday. You've talked us through how the copy editing team drive the blog posts from the sewing community and onto the website. On the topic of masks, the early research undertaken at the start of the year and the subsequent blog posts are really helping us here in Australia and in New Zealand to navigate our way through the experience of our sewing colleagues, I suppose, in the Northern Hemisphere. The copywriting team's work really ensures that the contributions by the sign community are written in context of each contributor's perspective as we as readers are able to benefit from each contributor's knowledge and I really want to thank you for that
1: thank you so much for having me
0: so organized style podcast is produced by me maria the harris with permission of Anne. sound by bensound.com you can subscribe to so organized style podcast spelt with an s not a z on apple google stitcher spotify iHeartRadio, CastBox and Libsyn, our podcast distributor. Post any questions or podcast suggestions on our podcast Instagram account or our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe everyone.